tonight just uh, have a few testimonies. How many like testimony nights? Amen. Amen. So I want to start it off uh, by testifying. Sometimes everybody else, I'm having everybody else testify, so I, don't, I forget to testify sometimes. So a couple months ago, if you remember, I was giving a message on a Sunday morning and mentioned that uh, uh, several years ago I had, I, you know, given a vehicle for the, for the church and and uh, Lord told me to do it and and I explained that it was an Explorer. I told you it was white and I told you it was had some. Uh, I told you about about the vehicle. It was a vehicle we bought cash coming back from Costa Rica. And um, and then a couple years ago, I didn't mention this. Uh, another time, Lord told me to give my truck and sell my truck to help the church. So I did. And um, I've just learned over the years that when you do what God says, he'll always bless you back. But I want you to open your Bibles to Psalms 37.4 because this is uh, one of my key verses in my life that I really believe. And this is all for all of us tonight. Um, I'm going to read a couple verses and then focus on, on verse 4. I mean, amen when you get there. What a beautiful sound. Sounds like a wave. All them pages turning. Amen. Psalm 37. Let's look at one. Let's look at a few verses. It says, don't fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Now, this is the key verse. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. How many believe that? Yeah. And then he goes on to say, commit your way to the Lord and trust in him. And he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. So give, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So, um, you know, obviously a couple years ago when I got that truck, this is just a personal testimony. Uh, I was really happy, and I really liked the truck I had, and I had always wanted a truck, and that was the desire of my heart. So I got the truck, and I enjoyed driving it. And then when, when I was told to sell it, then it was kind of hard to sell it. So, um, but I did, out of obedience. That's what we talked about Wednesday, right? So I went at that moment, and uh, the, another testimony of that was I had $2,000 left over, to, uh, and I shared this several, several, several years ago, $2,000 left over to get a car. You can't get much for $2,000. And I, I just wanted to have something that was reliable, but that wasn't super ugly. And that was the desire of my heart. And uh, I was on my way to get another vehicle, and God opened a door, one, two, three, four doors, and all this crazy stuff. And you remember that story, it was a crazy story. Ended up buying uh, that Mercedes I've been driving for two years, that 2000 Mercedes, which has been a great car, from a Russian guy that spoke Spanish. And bought it for $1,700, that car. And so drove it for two years. And then all of a sudden, I started getting like a, that desire again to have a truck. And to not have to get off the ground every time I get out of the car. Because I'm tall. And I started needing the truck to do stuff around here like I always do. And so um, I was saving up for the last two years. Uh, got Destiny's car sold. And one thing led to another. And, and all of a sudden, I had $4,000 that I was going to use to buy a truck. But I was tempted to go back and do what I did last time, which was put that down and buy a newer truck and pay payments. But I didn't want to have payments. So I told Kristen, I said, let's just look on Craigslist, see if we can find something. But I didn't really think I was going to find much. 
for $4,000 for a truck. And so we started going out and looking. And how many have ever looked for a truck for that kind of price? Can't get much. And uh, we went all over Dallas, and every truck I had looked at either missed, was missing a door, uh, didn't run, um, the inside was torn out. I mean, it was one thing after another, and I finally was like, we're not going to find one. So we were on our way home, and uh, Kristen refreshed Craigslist. One thing led to another, and we went down to South Dallas and uh, found a truck that's a 2004, very good condition, uh, which is the one I have out there if you've seen it. And I ended up buying it for $4,000, so it's a great, great testimony. So if most people see that truck and they're like, what would you pay for that? Well, that's the Lord blessing me for giving me the desires of my heart. The small little detail was, besides the fact there's a truck, it had rims, and it had a nice stereo in it, already on it. So the, 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 my testimony is that if you just continue to put God first and everything, and, you, and those desires just kind of stay there, he'll open up those doors and give you things that, you know, people don't expect. Amen. So I wanted to testify. I'm always giving you guys the chance to testify, but I want to testify that God gave me a truck back again. Praise God. Amen. And no payments, which is the best part. And my daughter got an upgrade, too. She got a, she got a different car to drive. So everybody got blessed out of it. Um, I want to ask Joe. Joe, if you'd come up here. This is, I didn't tell you I was going to do this. Joe, would you just come up here real quick? Uh, I want to introduce you to Joe. Brenda, I won't make you, I won't embarrass you unless you want me to. <laughs> This is Joe, everybody. Joe Hudgens, right? Is that how you say your last name? Yes. So this morning, um, actually, I'll, Alyssa was the only one that made that noise. She's pregnant, so she's probably a little more cold than most. But no one got in and went, ooh, because um, Joe started coming a couple months ago through Brenda. Brenda came first. Um, they were looking for a church, and uh, their pastor passed away and went on to be with the Lord. So they were without a church. And uh, they live in Roanoke. And so somehow, some way, Brenda found the church, and she came several months ago by herself. And then the next service, Joe came. And I guess Joe likes it because he stayed. Amen. Yes. But this is a sweet man right here. I, I've only known him a short amount of time, but I just want to thank him because he's, he's got a real servant's heart. Um, he's very talented. Um, I, I, one, by, one by one, yes, you are. <laughs> one by one, you need to try to go... Um, not all at once, but ask him to go see his house, uh, his, his hangar. He, he's, he lives on a little small airport and has his own little Cessna plane, which I'm not going to get in ever. But someone else might want to ride. Famous last words. Famous last words, yes, because I would, I, you, know, you know how I do with claustrophobic. So I, it looks cool, though. But he's very talented. He does just about everything you can think of. I don't know how he gets everything in in the day that he does. Um, but he has a shop full of everything you can think of. And so I, I told him, me and my dad went out there to see him one day. And I said, we need to do something with our baptismal tank because it's always cold. And so he, the noise you were hearing back there was a contraption that he built to put the water circulating and heating the water so that it got up to 80 degrees this morning. So I just wanted to uh, thank Joe personally and publicly for doing that out of your heart. Amen. You want to say anything? Okay. Thank you. I didn't think you would. So Joe is a blessing, um, and he also writes music. He, he writes songs, so uh, like crazy. Like, and, and I go, how long does it take you to write? And he was like, oh, 15, 20 minutes sometimes. So we're gonna, I've given several to my daughters, and we're going to slowly try to start singing some of them. But he's, he's very talented, and, and, and uh, we're blessed that the Lord took his pastor home when he did, amen, so that we could get to know them. And we're thankful that, that, that they're here. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, I want to ask Chico, where's Chico at? 
you got to leave your spot for a second. Chico, I want you to start this off uh, testifying about your job. Amen. I was talking to him before service and really mentioned more than anything the fact that you were praying and, and the Lord spoke to you and all that clarity of that. Amen. Get that on real quick. Here we go. All right. Well, I just want to thank uh, John for actually telling me about Where's John at? Oh, right there. Thank you him for actually helping me out to get this job for the state school. And um, while I was working there, I was in the, in the welding company. And, you know, you know, it was like, just like construction. But with the people that I was working with, uh, it was just like pretty much like drama because of the work. So, you know, people cursing and all that stuff. And uh, now I was trying to leave it, leave that job so I can get closer for the church. And then um, the night before uh, when I got, when I called uh, John, I was praying. And so God spoke to me to, uh, to, to call John and to like, to leave that work, leave that job and to get closer with the church people. And so the next day I woke up and I had the feeling to, to call John right away or text him. And, uh, I talked to him like, hey man, I had a feeling to uh to call you to talk about uh get hired at at your at the job you're at. And I know Dwayne works there, uh his wife, uh Diana works there too. And uh and I was actually trying to get closer with uh, with the guys. And so I, I don't know where uh, um John called me up for to go for to go uh, apply for it. And then the um the guy that worked in the administration, uh he was actually pretty cool and uh he told me to go apply, and he he sent me to to go get my drug test and the fingerprint test and all that. And so when I got back to give him the receipts, uh, he was like, "Hey man, uh, so you got time for for the interview?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I'm off all this week." I was like, "All right, cool." And then you know he was just like, "All right, man, well, he, speak, like, he has me questions about my past and all that." And so, and so uh, the, my my friend's uh, dad was uh, worked there, and then he saw me. And then he told uh, he told the uh, the man that was uh, giving me the interview, like, "Hey man, hire this dude, man. I like this man. You know, he's respectful. You know, he's, you know, like 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 I do my work. You know, so so that's one so that's one like a point for me to get hired. And so in the interview, he was talking about be honest, man. You know, have you done this? Have you done that? I'm like, yeah, you know, I did, you know, drugs and all that. But you know, I'm a, I'm about like seven months strong, and so." to that <laughs> and so um, honestly uh about that um i know i thank uh my cousin esther and priscilla you know because if i if i wasn't with them you know all, all the time then i don't know where i would be at right now you know so thank you thank you nestor and priscilla for sticking by my side all this time and yeah and uh he was asking me questions and so he was at the end he was like hey man i like you man you know i like how how um how you open the door for the individuals, talk to them and then asking how their how their day was. I like, oh, all right, cool. And so uh, he told me about the express hire uh on the thirteenth of this month. And uh and so he told me to go home and just wait for a phone call. Well when I got home, like five minutes after after I got uh, after I got home uh, a phone call came up. I was like, Hey, uh are you Frankie Frankie Solis? I was like, Yeah. I was like, okay, well um well well, you're hired, you know, so I want your orientation on the 17th. I'm like, all right, cool. And then right now, um, this week is my last week on retention, and I, I start my job. So, uh, so I'm working three days for 40 hours, and I have Monday through Friday off. So, you know, so, 
That's, that's a blessing right there. So, thank you. Why are you sweating? See what happens when you get up? That's why I sweat. It's nerve-wracking being in front of people. Amen. Praise God. What a great testament. I, I want to say something about the, what he said at the beginning. Wanted to get closer to church family. You know, that, that might, to some people, sound like a cult. To me, it sounds smart. Because you, you eventually can get to where you can go back around those people and be a light. But you have to get yourself right first. And that's, a, you know, so many people think they're going to make it out there and they don't do that. So it's really smart to do that. And, and obviously it was God's will because he opened up the door for the job, put John in his heart. And, and so that's, that's good that he's hearing the voice of God as a young man and listening and hearing what God says. Amen. Uh, I want to, I told him, I want to personally one day go to state school and find out who the CEO or president or whoever the leader is and thank them for helping support Victory World Outreach because they have about half our church works there. Amen. I want to just give them a letter and say thank you so much for government support for Victory World Outreach. Amen. Who wants to testify? All right. Hi. All right, so this is kind of old, but I realize I never testified about it. So um, I've had this new job for like a year I work at a charter school. It's called Corinth Classical Academy. Um, before that, I worked at, um, well, I still do on the weekends, but I worked at Brickhouse Gym Monday through Friday, and I was getting paid minimum wage there. It was good for a while, but I was like, mm, I want something more. So um, that was last year. I had a friend who worked at the place I work at now, and she was like, hey, I'm leaving, so I'm going to put a word in for you. And she did, I got the job, and it was like three and a half dollars more per hour. It's like, thank you, Jesus, wow. And it's with, I'm working with kids, which I, I always wanna work with kids because I love kids, so God bless me there. And um, now they just talked to me about maybe getting a raise and a higher position, so I'm believing God for that. So I just wanna thank him. step up. Please, I see you. I see you wiping your palms, man. Go ahead. <laughs> you can just tell when somebody's like, are you going to sneeze or are you going to testify? Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lord. So, um, so I've been at my job for probably over seven months now. And at first we had a, a different manager and um, just she just kind of had the personality that made it really hard to work with her and just everything about our department was extremely negative to the point where, you know, um, when my husband and I would be driving home, I would be crying because I'd be really stressed out and just, you know, just all the negativity really got to me all the time. And I would cry out to God just every day like, God, I don't like my job anymore. I'm, I, I don't know what to do. I really wanted to quit, but, um, you know, I, a while back, Pastor had um, had said a message about not moving until God tells you to move. Yes. And um, and so, you know, for a minute, I was just really fed up. I'm going to go, man, you know what? I'm going to put my two weeks notice tomorrow and all this other stuff. And God's like, wait, like, don't, don't do it. Just go to work tomorrow. Just go to work. And, you know, uh, don't worry about it. Just kind of quit worrying about it. I, I got it. So I went to work the next day. Uh, it turns out we had gotten a new manager within, you know, the week. And since then, 
it's been a way more positive atmosphere and I actually am starting to enjoy my job again and um, you know people are getting along better we're all working as a team and actually you know our our numbers and stuff because you know retail they're really all about the numbers and our numbers have you know gone up our sales have gone up and um, it's just been a lot just been a lot more positive place to work and I thank God for that and you know thank him thanking him for reminding me not to make any you know rash decisions on my you know on my own and not depend on him and not move until he tells me to so thank you Lord I forgot to say something but it's it's a blessing so um with the job the new job I'm at it's the principal is a Christian, and there's, like, a bunch of Christian teachers. And obviously, I'm not in their personal walks. So I don't know how they are, but at least, like, I'm always so – they're always playing Christian music, and I'm just always surrounded by a good environment, and that's a blessing. So, yeah. Let me see. Come on, Nestor. Someone said Nestor. <laughs> just kidding, man. Judy, I just heard your name. <laughs> I'm Judy. For those who don't know me, first of all, I would like to thank God for the job that I have. Now that everybody's talking about their jobs, I have the best job in the world. I have God has given me the biggest favor in my job. I mean, my boss is that kind of person. I can run to her and tell her, I need to leave now. I just need to leave. She said, oh, sure, go ahead, go ahead. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't need to know what, I need to, what I'm going to do. She does anything that I want. I can tell her, oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm going to conference tomorrow. I'll be gone for a whole week. We're going, you know, with our church to Colorado. Oh, yeah, sure. Do I need to do anything so you can leave? No. She said, okay, go ahead, go and go. So I'm always grateful for the kind of job that I have. The reason I'm standing here is a few months ago, I text pastor, it's been almost maybe five, six months ago. I have a sister who, she was in her 20s. One day she just woke up and told my mom, that was before my parents came to America. You know what, I, I think she was 23. For 23 years, I've been trying to understand this Jesus thing, but I don't seem to understand it. So I think I'm gonna try to be a Muslim. You know, she had met this guy, she was dating him. And before my mom knew it, she had eloped, and she was not at home anymore. Next thing, she calls my mom. I'm, you know, I'm living with this guy. We're going to have a baby, and I have, con, you know, I have converted to be a Muslim. And she converted to be a Muslim, you know. But one thing I knew in my heart, and we all knew in our heart. Our mom raised us in church. We all know about God, you know. And um, one thing we knew in our heart is to not disown her. My mom said, you know what? I pray to God that he gives you a revelation of the Jesus that you're looking for. For 23 years, he has not given you, but I promise you one day he's going to give you that revelation. So she lives with this uh, Muslim man. She converts. She goes through all the classes. Even when she comes home, she's dressed like they do, and she talks like they do. But, you know, we are loving her. We didn't even bring up that conversation. Nobody even, we didn't even try to bring her back. But we were on our knees. Let me tell you, there is power on your knees. We never, one day, we didn't even, when she was home, we didn't even tell her, hey, Lucy, let's go to church with you today. We're like, hey, Lucy, we're going to church. Okay, I'll be here. She did her prayers like she did. We never, one day, let me tell you, 
Don't make, feel, make somebody feel different because they do something different. Show them love. Just kill them with kindness. Kill them with love. Let me tell you, they will see the Jesus in you and they will do it. So those months ago, she texted me. She said, Judy, I am tired of this religion. I don't want to be a Muslim anymore. I'm coming home. You know? So my mom is here. I know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So she, she sent me a WhatsApp message. My mom did not know. So I didn't tell my mom. So I'm with my mom in the car, and I'm telling my mom, okay, I'm taking her to work. I'm like, hey, mom, I think I, I pray I got answered. She's like, what? Lucy's coming home. She, she's denouncing Islam. So we went the car. was speaking in tongues. I'm taking her to work. She doesn't know if she should go to work and all that. And then I take my kids to school, and um, I meet Laura. I'm dropping off my, my son at school. So she's coming to the car. I'm trying to WhatsApp her because I'm like, I want to say, you know, the salvation prayer right now. I've got on WhatsApp and the video is not working because I'm like, we have got to get her in. We have got to get her back. God has opened a door and we have got to get her back. So Laura's like, what are you doing? Okay, I'm trying to say the salvation prayer with my sister. She just denounced Islam and, you know, she's back home and all this. Meanwhile, I, you know, we are praying. We're saying, God, please open every possible door for her so she has no reason to go back. You know, it breaks my heart that she has to leave, you know, this man, that they, she has, you know, they have a kid together. But you know what? Salvation is more important. The kingdom of God is more important. So what we do, we just decide we're going to support her. But the one thing she's very worried about, since she was already into the religion, she says, you know what? After you're married to an Isla, you know, Islamic man, he has the power to um, say some words and you can die, you know. And then since she's been back home, we got her to go to church. She still has, you know, that heaviness in her heart. She still believes he's still got some power over her. She's gone to church. She gave her life to Jesus. Every Sunday I check on her. Hey, Lucy, how was today? Oh, yeah, we went to church. I say, praise Lord. She is still going to church. She went to church this morning. And then she sent me a picture. Um, she said, Judy, I have these rashes that come all over my body. And she still thinks it's because of what she has done. So I told her, Lucy, this has nothing to do with Islam. This is just your body. And God has already overcome. God has already overcome anything that had already come upon you when you had converted. You just need to believe in God. So what I'm asking is, if we can just, I've never asked this, we've been on, my, on our knees with my mom, and we're just praying, God, continue to strengthen her. Don't give any reason to go back. Don't, uh, don't make her feel like she's any less as a Christian, and she'll be any more as, an, you know, as a Muslim. So as a church, let's just continue to pray for her. And let me tell you, there is victory. Whoever it is you're praying for, don't you give up. Just continue praying for that, and God is, you know, it's, it's finished. We said that last Sunday. So thank you so much. Praise God. That's powerful. Let's stand real quick and pray for her. She's in Kenya, right? Amen. Just grab the person's hand next to you, and at this moment, we'll take advantage of praying for all of Islam and all those that are lost in that dead religion. Amen. We serve a Jesus who's alive, and they find out that he's dead. Amen. There's something about the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up Lucy right now. Lord, thousands of miles away, we just put her before you. And Lord, as if she was our own sister, we pray for her right now. Father, we thank you so much that you have brought her back home. 
like the prodigal child, God. She left, but she came back home. She was dead, but now she's alive, Father. And we just pray that you would take the grave clothes off of her right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, right where she stands, right where she lays right now, as she's probably in bed as it's later in Kenya right now. Let Lord, let Judy know that at this moment, her sister's going to tell her that she had a visitation of the Holy Spirit of the living God right now. And Lord, she is going to realize she is not condemned. Lord, that her past is behind her and she is free because who you set free is free indeed tonight, Jesus. And Lord, we bind the spirit of religion. We bind the spirit of Islam. We bind the spirit of death. We bind the spirit of fear tonight. And Lord, not only lifting up Lucy, but we lift up all of that religion, God, that they would have visions tonight of Jesus Christ and him crucified and him risen from the dead, Father. And Lord, that there would be a great revival, Father, not only in that country, but around the world, Lord, as they would come to say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is the Messiah, Father. Lord, we pray for our lost loved ones tonight. We pray for those that are bound in dead religions of Catholicism, Lord, of Hinduism, Lord, of of, of Jehovah's Witness, of Mormonism, God, all the religions that have people bound tonight. We bind those religions now. We bind those spirits now and declare salvation right now over these people in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What a miracle. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. What a miracle. Anybody else got a testimony? That's powerful. Glory to God. Amen. All right. The palms are dry now. <laughs> man, man, man. I've had a testimony for a while now. I really had the guts to come up here and say anything. You know, Nestor at work would always be like, hey, man, go tell him. Go tell him. Nah, man. Nah. I don't come from that background. Where I, I see this bragging. <laughs> I'm not bragging. That's me. I'm going to turn this off, Chris. Anyways, um, it's kind of hard to start, but I like to start off with, um, I love this church, man. It's cool. You guys took me and like family, me and my wife and kids, and I hesitate. I ain't gonna lie, I hesitated to come. It was something new. I came from a Catholic background, religion, traditional superstition. I mean, I came up like that, and I wasn't used to coming to church this much. It was hard to me to for me to say that I could fit church this much church in my in my regular routine. Like, man, that's a lot. That's like, like, man, I'm, you know, I, I gotta I gotta make things happen at home when the wife's working. I gotta make sure the kids are fed in bed and whip up dinner, be, you know, this and that, and you know, on top of working every day and you know, and, and Nestor took me to the side one time, you know, uh, when he brought me back because I was lost for a minute. I came here and um Right after Christmas, or right before Christmas, uh, I got laid off from my job. And uh, I'd been there for a while. I worked with this company off and on for years. So I thought there was some type of loyalty there. You know, I figured, hey, we're friends. You know, we're cool. Well, somebody who wanted my position went behind my back, lied about me, said some things. Never really got down to the bottom of the story to find out what was said. I just know I got the boot. Nobody ever wanted to say, hey, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Ah, right, well, this is just how it goes, man. You know, we're going to go ahead and start laying everybody off, man. Just slow them down. Well, this guy didn't know I handle payroll because we're subcontracted through my dad's company. 
paying the payroll. So I saw that these guys are still making 40 hours plus every week. And I'm like, whoa, you know, it made me, it made me pretty much enraged. I want, you know, I want to fight. I want to get back to, to that old worldly way to go find somebody and, you know, bust them up. And, uh, you know, I prayed and I prayed to take that anger out of my heart. I felt like all January I was, I was mad. My wife didn't even know because I didn't let her know that, hey, I was, you know, I didn't have no work. That day I just called my dad. My dad said, hey, don't worry. We got work. Come with me. So I was going to work every day. My wife knew I was quiet. I wouldn't tell her anything. I'm just like, oh, how's work? Oh, we're good, we're good. It's all good. What's wrong? Nothing. She could see it on my face, though. Well, anyways, uh, I was praying for God to take this anger out of my heart because I wanted to see blood. I want to go back to my old way and fight. And that ain't the way to solve things, you know, because it's never ending. You know, you fight this guy, you think it's done now? No, it's going to come back, round two. Back and forth, back and forth till things get worse. Well, anyways, um. I had prayed, you know, take this anger out of my heart. At the same time, pray to to get in, you know, somewhere where I can grow. And uh, <clears throat> I had prayed to get into a, with a contractor without stepping on anybody's uh, anybody's toes because in my line of work, I'm a painter, you know, commercial residential. And in this line of work, is cutthroat. Sometimes you have to step on somebody's toes, lowball them or take their, their work. And I didn't want to take nobody's, the way I see it is food from their plate. They feed their family that way. So, uh, I know where I get a call from a friend. I had done little jobs here and there for him, and he was coming up. Romo Improvements, little childhood friend. You know, came up the wrong way. He found God. He's doing his thing. You know, <clears throat> and uh, he called and he said, "Hey, man, what you got going on?" He said, "I'm coming up. I'm trying to build a team. I need a painter." I said, "Hey, man, you know, I'm flexible right now. I can I can drop some things. Go meet up with you." And uh, pretty much from the beginning of the year, he's kept me busy working at Good Samaritan. And um, uh, he's just been throwing jobs at me left and right to where, like, I'm able to grow. I, it started off little small things to where I, st- I built a little two-man crew, Nesta being one of them, my brother being another. And um, just from there, he's telling me, he said, hey, man, things are about to blow up. I just got, I just landed a contract out here with the other Good Samaritan off of Ryan Road, and they're talking about a $10 million project lasting three to five years. So he said, hey. I might have to throw a few jobs at you, at, you know, at a time. Can you build a crew? And I'm like, yeah, I, I believe it's so, you know. I prayed for this to happen. And things just been, and, and, and that ain't it. That ain't even it. Like, things have just been, like, back to back to back to back. And I've never had it this good and just blessed. Um, a few months back, uh, say February, Jennifer had always told me, yeah, my mom, we have land in Guatemala. And I was like, oh, that's cool. She said, yeah, we're, we're, they, they're talking about selling it one day. And they sold a small portion of it to where her mom was able to uh, throw a $5,000 check our way. And we've been saving. We're on the verge of looking for a home. Hopefully, you know, like they say in Spanish, she's just kidding. You know, by this Christmas, we'll be in the house. So, uh, you know, we're one step closer. And, I mean, I feel like we jumped a couple of steps with that big old chunk of money that came our way. But, you know, it's just things have just been going so right. And Nestor told me, he said, you're, you're chasing that dollar when you need to be chasing God, you know. Because I was working every day to where, like, there were some times where I'd be like, ah, I can't make it to church. I got to work Sunday. He said, come on, man. Come on. You got to make it. And I'd be like, nah, man. You know, hey, I got to work, work, work. But I noticed once I put him first and family and then work, Everything just lined up 
so like, and, and and it's crazy because I've never, I feel like I've never had it this good in, in my life. I feel like when anything happens right, like back to back, it's going to be followed by something negative. So get ready. And now here I am just like, what's coming my way? But, you know, and I'd like to say thank you to Pastor Blake, you know, allowing us here, showing the hospitality to everybody else, you know, all the church fam, Robert, you know, inviting us to his house, feeding us, you know. Um, you allowing me to do that little testimony, shake it up a little bit with some music. That was cool. I, I didn't know you would allow that. I thought it'd be inappropriate, but I felt like I could relate to that. You know, that's where I came from. That's my background. Um, and just honestly, thank you to Nestor, too, because we had a three-hour talk one night, and he just brought me back to where I was thinking. And, and it's crazy because I felt like I believe things happen for a reason. And we had a three-hour talk. That, to me, it felt like 30 minutes. I could have rambled on the whole night with him because we were back and forth just throwing it at each other. And he, he, he opened my eyes to, to come back because for all of January, I didn't come. And honestly, I didn't think I would have came back if it wasn't for him because it's crazy how things worked out. He called me looking for work. Yeah, I would drive by, and my kids would be like, hey, Daddy, look, the whole you know parking lot's full. Are we going? Are we going? And I'd be like, ah, not tonight, baby. Nah, not tonight. You know, and they would get excited because they love you. You know, you guys made my – you know, you're teaching my kids a lot more than – what they were learning, you know, at the Catholic Church. You know, they didn't have this type of thing where they would separate the kids, uh, you know, hey, y'all go do the Bible study over there and do your arts and crafts, come all, come back all sugared up on candy. And <laughs> <laughs> no offense. No, but they love it. They got their stories. They tell me everything about, you know, hey, what they learned and this and that. Show me the arts and crafts, hanging on the fridge. But I, <clears throat> I felt bad because I would be, you know, postponing like nah baby next time next time you know but you know came back and here we are you know I'm, I, I got saved today and the first time I, I hesitated because I wasn't you know I wasn't ready to get on my worldly ways you know I was still stuck in that ah, you know it's hard you know but things are good now and, and I like to thank everybody for you know being our family I invited my own and they couldn't make it or they wouldn't make it all good. We're here now. Amen. What a great testimony. Here's something I want to throw in on that of this example. Uh, how many times all those that have been here for a long time have we seen, you know, someone like this family leave and then and then not make it back? You know, we've seen God touch them. And that's why we talk about a lot, you know, people come and go. When you hear us say that, uh, that's usually what happens. God will touch them. God will grab them. But, you know, he's being honest right there. He said, I wasn't ready to give it up. And so a lot of times that happens. And thank God, you know, that, that Nestor was able to reach out to him. And, and, and our prayer for you and everybody else, all the new converts and everybody, especially those of us that have been here a long time, is that, that you won't ever leave. That you will stay, you will get grounded, and you'll look at some of the other couples and families who've been here a long time and, and, and find out what they've done to stay so that this is a long-term until Jesus comes uh, decision. Amen? And, and the thing that's interesting, and most people you know, know situations, but we, uh, it's interesting how God can take a negative and turn it into a positive. Uh, there were some negative things, that you know, some attacks that happened to, uh, to us as a church. 
and out of that, uh, the situation happened to where uh, they were talking about work again and stuff. And, and, and if that negative wouldn't have happened, the positive of Nestor and his family coming back in would not have happened. And so that's a blessing, that when God can take a negative and, 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 and when the devil thinks that he's doing something uh, he is not as smart as he thinks he is. God turns what the evil uh, intended for bad and turns it into good. Amen. So I want to thank God for that. Praise God. Amen. Let's give the Lord one more praise. That's a, that's a blessing. Do you love it in this church? Do you love it in this church? Do you like it here? Yeah. You're, you're special. You're sweet. Amen. God wants us to have that good heart. You have a good heart. You know, that's what God, God's looking for all of us to have that good heart. And that's what he's, he can do a lot with a good heart. Amen. Uh, one more, two more. Yes, come on up, Tommy. Uh, amen. I'll, I, wanted, I wanted them to meet you anyway, so please introduce your wife as well. Hello, everybody. My name is Tommy Herrera. My wife, Mary, beautiful woman over here. Uh, I'm an oldie but goodie kind of guy. <laughs> I did not grow up in the church, uh, you know, and I one thing I want to make, First of all, to start this off with, I just want to share, God is faithful to forgive. Amen? No matter what goes on in your life, no matter what we have done or you have done, God is so faithful to forgive. To pull your feet out of the miry clay and to set your feet on solid ground. God is good. Amen? Absolutely. You know, I'm going to go way back, and I'm going to share the day I got saved. December 7th, 1987, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, one of those oldie but goodie guys, just the same old thing, running on the streets, doing the same old, same old, you know. Couple little gangs here, little gangs there, little small things, pushing here, pushing there, if you know what I mean. But uh, 4 o'clock in the morning, well, my daughter, before my, uh, two weeks before that, a few weeks before that, my daughter was born, I overdosed on heroin. Uh, back then, it was if somebody took you to the hospital, they would be persecuted, prosecuted against for taking you to the hospital. Well, the person that took me was not very. That took me to the hospital while I was being while I was overdosed in the in the process of being overdosed in my system. This man took me to the the hospital, knowing that he might go to jail for it. Well, he didn't go to jail for it. Something I have to remember in that, when I woke up, I ripped all the things off and got mad at the doctors and said, you know what, I'm getting out of here, just ruined my high. It cost me a lot of money. But, you know, I was on my way to eternity. I had that chance. God gave me another chance with that. But a year after that, I didn't heed. But about a year after that, at 4 o'clock in the morning, my wife, her mother, her father, her pastors, praying and all her family, praying for us. Not just us, for everybody in general. One morning I went, moved up to Riverside, California. It was about 100 miles away from where we, we grew up at. I'm at my sister's house. I pull out of my driveway and I say to my wife, I was going to go to a ride share and I said, enough. I've had enough. I said, it's time. The exact words, it's time. Well, Four o'clock in the morning, she's wrapped up in a blanket. My Thunderbird didn't have no air, no heater in it, so we're all wrapped up, both like this, trying to stay warm in the car. And enough. I just said, I've, it's time. She says, for what? And I said, well, God is calling you. 
right now. I hear his voice. And this is going to be touched because I haven't shared this in a long time. I've been saved for a long time. But you know what? Sometimes you need to come back and just reckon, remember what God did for you. You know, I, I have done a lot of preaching. I've been around. I've done a lot of things. But to remember to come back to the very first thing that God did that changed my life that morning. I looked around and I told my wife, I don't even know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. Can you help me? She goes, it's not in a prayer. There is no simple prayer. There is no, she goes, just pray what's in your heart. And I can still remember the words because those words have never left my mouth. God, I don't know what to say and I don't know how to pray. But will you forgive me? I, I don't know what else to say. That was it. I'm tired. I've had enough. I opened my eyes I didn't know. I, I'm, I'm just a three-second Christian now. And I'm sure some of, some of the older veterans here probably understand what the Shekinah glory of the Lord is and probably experienced it before. I opened my eyes on a clear, clear where you can count the stars in the sky. And around the car was such a thick cloud. My wife didn't see it, but I saw it. And I said, did the fog roll in? And she says, no, what are you talking about? I said, because I can't even see the windshield wipers on the window right now. It is so thick. I'm not going to drive this car. And she goes, well, it's, it's not foggy outside. She just says, you know what, just bask in it. That's the glory of God. That is the glory of God. Uh, we sat in it for just a little bit. I put my head back down, opened my head back up like this, and took the, and it was gone. Funny thing about it, where my wife was going to drop me off was my our coach. Work together. I'm sorry. That was my point in time to make my stand. My wife drops me off. I get into his truck. He pulls out of his seat, puts everything on the seat, says, "Okay, let's do it." And I looked at him and grabbed it, put it right back under the seat, and I told him I can't. And you're talking about an older gentleman that has done everything in the world and had massive push deals going all over the place. I looked at him and I said, I can't. I just gave my heart to Jesus a few minutes ago. And I'm not going to turn on my Lord to someone that just, you have no idea what I just experienced a half an hour ago. And do you know what this man said? I'll never forget. He says, more power to you. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Don't you ever play games with God. Don't you ever play games with God. I'm going to look at you and look at me, kid. He's looking. I'm, I'm talking to sinner. And he said, he's, I tell you right now, don't you ever mess up. If this is the decision that you have chosen, you stick by it. And don't let nobody make fun of you. Don't let you stand on that. And I tell you what, I worked with that guy for about a year and a half, continued through that. Oh, I was a young kid. I was 20-something years old. And I, a bunch of people telling me all kinds of, oh, you're, you're, a, you're a frog now. You're a turkey now. You're all kinds of things. They call me all kinds of names because I was no longer drinking, no longer doing things like that. He would say, to leave the kid alone. Leave the kid alone. Leave the kid alone. And, you know, God has given me opportunities. I've seen some of the greatest miracles. Pastor preached on it a couple of weeks ago about the greatest miracle in the world is your own salvation. And, you know, it feels good to be back home again. I've had opportunity to travel all over North America. Made my mistakes. And I thank God for, for his grace. I thank God for his grace. 
When we first came to Denton, I thought it was a mistake. I put a fleece before God. We were at a revival. I don't know if you've heard of Tommy Miller. But uh, we had a revival with Tommy Miller. And I said, if I hear one, one of the pastors come up to me, someone come, anybody comes up and says, don't go because nobody else knew. Don't go. I wouldn't have came here. God says, wait. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell nobody. Got in the car, got everything loaded up on the road. Then I called everybody back and says, hey, I'm on my way to Texas. They're like, what? You were just here yesterday. I said, I know. I'm gone. I didn't hear a word. Got here, and I tell you what, doors started to open like you wouldn't believe. Things started to happen immediately. God's favor started to flow, and I started seeing God's favor going back because, you know what? Yeah, I've been saved for a long time, but that's not really, you can say you're saved, but being in the will of God, you can start seeing the miracles happen again. And that has been such a great testimony for myself and my wife right now. Got a great job. Got two jobs. Had a choice. I think I shared a text with you immediately. I get, you know, the other job that I just got, the first job that I got when I came up here was just so overwhelming. I didn't have time to even do anything. I said, no, this is not what I do. Put, put a uh, resume in. A couple hours, I got another job. Frees me up for quite a few more things. I mean, I'm still pretty busy in what I do, but it frees me up more. But now it was time to find a church. And I were driving around just looking for the, looking at the town, trying to figure out. Not for, we weren't looking for a church, Pastor. We were trying to find out where the restaurants and everything were at. <laughs> okay, well, where's this restaurant? Where's this place? Where's the mall at? You know. Well, we come into the parking lot and we said, "Oh, wait a minute." We kind of turned around in the parking lot, looked around, and the name just seemed familiar. We left and we said, "We're going to come back here on Sunday." So, yeah, we did find a restaurant. And I am getting fed. And we are getting fed. Amen. And we're going to pay for our ticket. Amen. We're not going to run out. <laughs> but you know what? I just want to say thank you guys. It really does feel good to be in a home church again. It's been a long time. We've been bouncing around all over the place. But it really does feel good. And Pastor, thank you. Uh, thank you for your family. And everybody else, just thank you so much. And you know what? Hey, now that you know who I am, please invite me to your house to eat. If not, I will invite myself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. Musicians, you can come. Amen. What a miracle. You know, it's, uh, it's full circle. Is he standing up here 30 years later? That's you in 30 years. Amen. That's, that's, that's you in 30 years, you new converts. But you're not going to go back to the old ways. You're going to stay serving the Lord. Amen. And uh, it's, it's neat how God just confirms his word. Amen. You've been sitting for a while. Let's go ahead and stand. Um, just take a couple minutes to just close out and worship. Get ready for this week. Get, go witness. Tell people about Jesus. You hear the testimony. Someone's got to tell somebody about Jesus. Say, Jesus loves you. You know, what a powerful thing to go into that. I mean, that's real right there. You know, that's the... That's the miracles we see in these church, in our church, in, in our fellowship. You know, someone dealing drugs, go into the car, do a drug deal. Uh, I got saved. Not going to deal that no more. Not doing that no more. Turn around and just change. Just change immediately. 
And, and the cool thing about uh, Tommy and Mary is uh, when I first met him and, and they started coming and I started talking to him is he's cut from the same cloth. Uh, our pastor, Pastor Jones, started Victory World Outreach. That's why he knows the name. Started Victory World Outreach out of another fellowship. Um, two fellowships came out of the old fellowship. And uh, one was Victory World Outreach and one was Praise Chapel. And um, there's another story to that when I actually got to know Praise Chapel many years ago, which is another crazy story for me uh, that some of y'all don't know. I'll tell you some sometime later or ask me about it. But I went to California and was in Praise Chapel for just a little short amount of time, not in the fellowship, but met a lot of people. So he got saved uh, under uh, that fellowship of Praise Chapel. And actually, was it was it uh, Pastor um, Larry Neville, which was a disciple of them, and, 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 and just it's just the same exact thing, but just like a left-right. So he's cut out of the same cloth of how we, how we do things. So, um, and he's gone on to be with the Lord now. Uh, no, that's his brother, Mike. He's still preaching. And so um, God, God puts a team together, amen, and we're, we're, he's continuing to build. How many believe we're going to see, even this year, the greatest move of God we've ever seen? How many believe that? The greatest, the most amazing, soul-winning, miracle-seeing, supernatural change, and, and just see conversion after conversion tonight, amen, this week, this month of people just continue to come in and get saved, amen. So just bow your heads tonight all over this place. If you don't know Jesus tonight, we'll, we'll never not do this. Don't ever get tired of it. Because you just even heard here at the end of a testimony, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, God's still working on your heart. We're in places where we have to rejuvenate ourselves. We have to uh, stir up the gift that's within us. What a confirmation that even though we've been saved 30 years, we need to say, you know what, I can still learn. I can still uh, humble myself. I can still come before the presence of God. How many tonight in this place would say, I'm not saved? I'm, I've not done that prayer. I, I'm religious. I know of God, but I don't know God. Just say, that's me. Put your hand up and put it down. I'm going to pray for you. I, I need Jesus tonight. I want to be saved all over this place. When we do this, when we ask for that prayer, when we ask for salvation, we're telling the devil we're a soul-winning church. We're making sure that you know that if you invite someone to this church, they are going to have an opportunity to be saved. And tonight, maybe you're here, and, 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 and maybe this morning's message or tonight's testimonies has pricked your heart, and, and, and God's dealing with you on something. Maybe he's dealing with you to listen. Maybe he's dealing with you to repent of something. Maybe he's dealing with you to, to stand still, as one of the testimonies said, and not move. Whatever he's dealing with you on, pray for that tonight. Deal with that. Uh, spend some time tonight in the presence of the Lord. As we open up the altars, um, deal with what the Holy Spirit's dealing with you on, and... Get yourself ready for this week to be ready to preach the gospel, to tell people about Jesus. Amen. As, this, as we sing a song tonight, let's find a place. Let's have a good altar call tonight, a good time of, with the Lord. Just get, get our batteries charged up. Jesus, lover of my soul. Oh, just make that your prayer tonight.
set my feet upon a rock now I know I love you I need you although my love may fall I'll never let you go Says friend, I will worship you. Oh, Jesus, we love you tonight. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, just make that your prayer tonight. Just make that confirmation to the Lord. I'll never let you go. Not going back. Oh, as we started off this morning tonight reading, He'll give you the desires of your hearts. If you delight yourself in Him, He'll give you the desires of your hearts. Just tell Him, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll say whatever you want me to say. Oh, my Savior, my closest friend, I will worship you. Oh, say it again, Jesus, Jesus, lover of my soul. You're everything to me, Lord. You're everything, God. Oh, take me tonight. Taking me from the mountain. Oh, and set my feet. Set my feet upon the rock. And now I know I love you. Closest friend, I will worship you. Oh, we worship you. Worship you. Sing it, my Lord. Till the very end.
one more time, worship. Worship you, my Lord, my Lord. till the very end. Oh, let's just lift our hands and tell them, Jesus. Jesus, lover of my soul, Jesus, I'll never let you go. Father, we pray as we close out this service that, as Tommy mentioned, Lord, he saw the Shekinah glory of God. Lord, we want the Shekinah glory of God in our lives, Father. And Lord, when we lift our hands, it's like a, a child looking up to the Father and saying, lift me up. And tonight we just ask that you would fill us new and fresh. Father, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, with fresh oil. Lord, with a fresh touch. God, not a touch from last week or yesterday or last year, but tonight. A fresh anointing, Father. A fresh wind of the Holy Spirit to blow through us. A fresh touch from your hand to ours. Lord, a fresh word in our spirit. A fresh uh, boldness tonight, God, to speak your word. Lord, a, a fresh compassion. Lord, to see the lost for who they are. And as Judy said during her testimony, to love people where they're at, God. Lord, to love them where they're at, Father. Help us to see people tonight the way you see them and not through our preconceived, uh, judgmental sometimes eyes, Father. Help us to see them the way you see them. Give us a love for them and a belief in them that does not come from us, but comes from you. Father, we pray for open doors tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, all week. Lord, at work, at school, in the grocery store. Lord, that we would be able to open our mouths and say, Jesus loves you. And God, that the Holy Spirit power of God would flow out of our mouths. Lord, visit us tonight. Lord, as we go home, as we lay down in bed tonight, Lord, give us great rest. Give us good dreams. Give us prophetic dreams, God. Place things in our heart to do. Show us that you, we can hear your voice as Frankie heard you pre, pre, speaking to him a few weeks ago about a job. Let us listen and hear your words to us tonight, Father. Lord, we receive it right now. And Lord, it's not by feelings or goosebumps. It's by faith because we know as we lift our hands, you're filling us right now. On the top of our head, to the soles of our feet. Lord, I'm walking out of here tonight renewed and restored and challenged and comforted and all those things together because, Lord, your word is a strong tower. Lord, your presence is 
uh, is joy tonight, Lord. Your, your joy gives us uh, an understanding that we're saved tonight, Father. That our names are in the book of life. That we're going to spend eternity with you, Jesus. Oh, Father, cover us. Lord, as Robert said at the offering, thank you for your protection. Thank you for your angels that guard us this week, Father, in our vehicles. Oh, Jesus, count us worthy tonight. Jesus, we look every day expecting, Lord, your return, living every day in holiness and walking blameless before you, Father, so that we're ready. Because as he said at the offering again, it's not just the rapture. Any day could be our last, Father. Help us to live it like that every day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this church. Thank you for these special people tonight. Thank you for the faithfulness and the work and the opportunity and the privilege to be part, just a part, of the worldwide kingdom of God tonight, Jesus. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we worship you tonight, Jesus. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Great is his faithfulness. Amen. Well, I prayed before the service as the Lord put on my heart to do testimonies that he would just guide each testimony. So I think that was a great message. Amen. God God chose. If you didn't get to testify, you should have lifted your hand quicker. Amen. And if you still have one, don't worry. We'll, we'll let you testify another time. Amen. Love on somebody. Hug somebody. We are a big family. Amen. And uh, especially congratulate those that got baptized today. Amen. Praise God. We'll see you Wednesday night. Fire starter on Tuesday. Find out where it's at. God bless you.